Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. opinion, every day is Earth Day. I'm very pleased to bring you a guest today who knows that and lives it out through the music she makes. Her name is Joyce Johnson Rouse, but she performs under the name Earth Mama. There are a lot of musicians who perform environmental songs, but it is rare to find a singer whose soul is so completely entwined with care for the Earth. So it is completely fitting that today's Song of the Soul guest is Earth Mama, Joyce Johnson Rouse, joining us by phone from Virginia. Joyce, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. It's great to be here, Mark. Thank you. It's my pleasure. You're known as Earth Mama, at least musically. When did you take on this personality? I actually didn't take it on. It was a song that I initially wrote and recorded for working with schools, elementary and middle schools, about greater care for the earth and reduce, reuse, recycle. And one of the first songs we would sing in assemblies would be about our great earth mama, the greatest mom of them all. I would bump into the children in the grocery store or on the street the next week, and they could never remember my name, but they could always remember the first song we sang. So they'd look at me and say, it's, it's Earth Mama, and the name hung on, and I wear it very carefully because there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it. So I try and sing and speak and entertain and educate on behalf of our great Earth Mama. 
those are big footsteps to walk in, in that of Earth Mama. Yes, I just do the best I can. In audiences, I often ask people to raise their hands if they consider themselves an Earth Mama or an Earth Papa. The fact is there are a lot of Earth Mamas out there, and we need to hang together. And at this point, as you know, Mark, the Earth needs all the help it can get from all of us. So I think for your Song of the Soul, you wanted to start out with that song. It's just like now we're in assembly, we're sitting there with the kids, and for your Song of the Soul, we want to start out with that Earth Mama song, right? Let's do it. This is Earth Mama by Earth Mama. Who can catch you when you fall? Who can echo when you call? Who's the greatest mom of all? Earth Mama. Who makes diamonds? Who makes gold? Who is wondrous to behold? got up and did a little swing dance to that. That was Earth Mama, who's a couple of billion years old, Earth Mama. Those are other big footsteps to walk in. You, <laughs> you, Joyce, I don't think you're a couple billion years old. How long have you been doing this Earth Mama work? I think of it as ministry, too. Absolutely. And there are two answers to that. The first answer is for the last 15 years, and the second answer is all of my life. Raised in the Midwest, on a farm, I had an early appreciation for the earth and how everything is connected. I was a nine-year 4-H'er, ended up getting a bachelor's degree in home economics education, which involved a great deal of science and biology and food science and chemistry. But I had been making music since the day I was born. In fact, I, I actually have some pre-birth memories of music. 
it was only later when I was working as a songwriter in Nashville that I was really led to combine my earth activism, care for the earth, and my music and drama training and entertainment skills and shtick that I had been doing and, and find a way to combine them to make earth care and awareness about our environmental place a little more interesting and fun for people of all ages. So if you've been Earth Mama, been doing the Earth Mama recordings and all that for the last 15 years, you didn't start music then, so do you have another pseudonym you went under before you were Earth Mama? Maybe you were Calamity Jane or who knows what? <laughs> no, I was just plain old Joyce Johnson and then Joyce Johnson Rouse or Joyce Rouse after I married. Really, my dream was to be a songwriter, and I've just always wanted to move people with music I have written and create melodies and words that inspire or move the listener. I spent a lot of years in Nashville honing those skills, learning the craft of songwriting and wordsmithing. It was a great education to begin doing this. And in the late 90s, I went back to school to get a master's degree in earth literacy so that I would have a lot more solid foundation and a credential for some of the education markets that I'm in. And I feel very, very blessed to have found the reason that I'm on this planet. I have no doubt that this is what I'm supposed to be doing every day. A Master's in Earth Literacy. I don't think I've heard of that one before. Where did you get this from and what does it include? Yeah, isn't that great? I received my Master's in Earth Literacy at St. Mary of the Woods College in Indiana. They were the first school in the country to offer a Master's degree in Earth Literacy. Now there are a number of other ones. And it's really a wonderful program combining ideas of biology, wildlife science, wildlife biology, sustainable economics, sustainability in many forms, theology into one package of a greater understanding of why we need to be much more aware of all of our connections with the earth. After all, the first law of ecology is it is all connected. We can't do one thing without it affecting every single other thing on the planet. And you took this training at St. Mary of the Woods. I haven't heard of St. Mary of the Woods, but how appropriate for an earth literacy major, St. Mary of the Woods. So you got this master's in earth literacy, and then you started being involved more in teaching or doing this ministry of care for the earth. Who's your target? Are you doing this with kids? Are you going to coffee houses? Are you going out to bars and singing Earth Mama songs? I guess the short answer to that, Mark, is yes, all of the above. <laughs> Actually, my son's kindergarten teacher invited me to come in and speak to the class and then after that the entire school about recycling and why it was important. I had been um, writing in Nashville and pitching songs and getting an occasional song cut by a country or a pop artist. Really had not considered or had been kind of resistant to writing for this movement because there weren't any really great models out there. When this teacher asked me to do a presentation for the children, this stream of songs just began to pour out of me. Earth Mama and Only Take What You Need and 
less is more and every day is Earth Day. And the first two cassette projects were born out of that, which eventually became the Around the World with Earth Mama CD. And I think later on we're going to play one or two of those songs. I do, oddly enough, get invited to do these songs for everything. Yes, I have indeed done them in places where adult beverages are sold and um, college campuses, a lot of faith communities, a lot of retreat centers, schools, churches, wherever two or more are gathered, I'll be glad to show up and do a little Earth Mama music. And of course, you do have a schedule via your website, which is earthmama.org. And I guess it's important that people know it's not the earthmama.com, it's earthmama.org. On there, there's a schedule, and you can trace down Joyce and where she'll be singing and sharing her music. Where should we go next on your little journey of Song of the Soul? Well, one of the leadings of my soul has been, along with the Earth Care, to look at the arena of peace and justice and eco-justice. There really is no peace without justice. We also know that war is one of the worst contributors to environmental devastation. So it was not long before I was including songs about peace in my repertoire. I was sitting at my piano one day composing when we began dropping bombs on Afghanistan. And my fingers kind of wandered to that very familiar song. Somewhere over the rainbow. But instead, I began to think that the problem is it's not about what's over the rainbow. It's about us, all of us living here under the rainbow and our need to get along with each other. And the song Under the Rainbow, I then finished and it became the title album for the Under the Rainbow Project, which is very much focused on peace, justice, and eco-justice. So, Mark, would you like to play a little bit of Under the Rainbow? Certainly. It's Under the Rainbow. It's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, and she joins us today from her home in Virginia. Somewhere under the rainbow I know there is a way to put all the threats and bombs and terror away What if all of the children were taught that peace is a way to put all the guns and landmines and wars away What if our Department of Peace had the biggest say They could drop books and blankets and grand we might have wild outbreaks of peace
Under the Rainbow. What a beautiful song, Joyce. It's so beautiful that you took this concern for what's on this side of the rainbow. Often when we get so absorbed in what's over there, what's after this life, we ignore too much of the damage that we do right here. So it's really wonderful that you called us back with that song. Thank you, Mark. The point with the end of that song, as a reminder, there may be wars and great devastation going on but if we all begin today to live more peacefully it will have an effect and we can make that decision every day to use more peaceful language to choose more peaceful alternatives the way we drive the way we purchase things the way we live our lives and we can all do a little better under the rainbow i think One of the other lines in there is, what if we all respected everyone else's picture of God? How did you start out in the Midwest, and how is this part of your spiritual journey? Um, Actually, I was raised Lutheran in Kraska, Iowa, but I had a great diversity of friends within this little town, but they were all Christian friends. And when I went off to college at Iowa State University, it expanded my worldview a little bit of all the other religions, and I have really always been a follower of Jesus, and Jesus advises us to love our neighbor as ourselves, 
And my experience is I have lived a number of different places and had neighbors and friends who were from the world's other great religions. I began to see that we have way more in common with people who have a different picture of God than we have that separates us from that vision. And it's about mutual respect and knowing I look at the world through the only lens I know, the only lens I have is based on my experience, my past, my worldview, my education, but it's not the lens that the rest of the world looks through. Compassion and love and respect lead us to look at the possibility that there may be other views and pictures of the divine. Have some of those become native to you? I mean, you, you say you still identify as a Christian. How has that evolved for you? Because I'm thinking also, as to your next song, Butterfly, there's not much in Christianity that has encouraged us to see ourselves in the other animals. It's often cut us off from the animals. Mark, that's an excellent point to make. And I think there again, it depends on which lens you look through. If, again, you look at the teachings of Jesus, the parables are all lessons from nature. And the great E.F. Schumacher said that we really only have two sources of wisdom in our lives on earth here. One is the book of nature and the lessons that nature has, and the second is our religious traditions. And that lens, we're looking more at biblical writings and our traditional writings and saying, oh, gosh, there's way more about respect for nature here than we had ever seen before. Thomas Berry, the great Catholic theologian and cultural historian who just passed away a couple of months ago, was said a number of times in the last of his 94 years that it was his wish that people would put the Bible away for about 50 years and learn the lessons of nature and then go back and review what the Bible has to say. He was big on looking at what we can learn from the earth. There's so much wisdom in every seed, in every waterway, in every ecosystem. And when we open our eyes, we are blessed by that. And I just try and bring people there and remind people of that with the music. I often tell audiences when I'm doing workshops on the Earth Charter or sustainability that I may not tell them anything new today, but I'm going to remind them of some very important things that as a culture we're forgetting about and need to be reminded of. I guess it's a way of going back and being literate about the earth again, if you want to use that term, earth literacy. And this next song that you've chosen is really about a lesson that you get from the other creatures of the earth too, isn't it? Tell us about the next song. Butterfly is a song that Janice Stanfield and I wrote about the difficulty of change. I think the caterpillar changing to a butterfly is just such a great visual picture and one that most people are familiar with because butterflies are so beautiful. And as children, we watch butterflies and we learn the lessons of the chrysalis and the process. Turning that story into a musical description of how difficult it is is just kind of a parallel pathway for the difficult changes in our lives. 
And I know when Jana and I were writing this song, it took months to write this song and get it right. And we were both stunned when each of us recorded it on our own projects. And immediately we were getting requests for permission to use it for ceremonies, for organizations, to use for funerals and memorial services. We found out that a number of people requested that it be played while they were transitioning into the next life as they were hospice patients. And I think it found a great deal of resonance within the HIV AIDS community. It seemed to touch people there, and the song has been used in a number of different ways that I just really feel honored to be part of it. This was one of those experiences where we wrote the song, but it was actually just coming through us. It came from another place, somehow from spirit or a place that I would never dream of within myself. I was just the vessel or just the instrument it came through. So I hope you enjoy Butterfly. We have used it with a number of children. Um, I know music therapists sometimes use it with children who are experiencing divorce or separation or moving away from a neighborhood or a family as a way to remind people that any good we want to see changed in the world changes the impetus for all kinds of things, and we never know the blessings that might come out of even the most painful changes. I was sitting alone on a hillside, confused about what to do. My choices were all complicated. It was time to think things through. Spotted a striped caterpillar Stretching his face to the sky Dragging his cumbersome body An inch at a time I was feeling the pain of slow progress When a friend of his fluttered by I leaned close as the caterpillar spoke With a voice as soft as a sigh He said, butterfly, please tell me again, I'm gonna be alright. I can feel the change is coming, I can feel it in my skin, I can feel myself outgrowing this life I've been living in, and I'm afraid. Of change, so butterfly, please tell me again. I'm gonna be all right. Now I'm like my friend Caterpillar, afraid of that dark cocoon, wanting to hide in the tall grass. From change that is coming soon All of the things that we long for Are born on the wings of change Losses can lead us to blessings That we can't explain Butterflies remind us There's magic in every life And we can be all that we dream of If that 
furry worms can fly. So I say, butterfly, please tell me again. I'm gonna be alright. I can feel the change is coming. I can feel it in my skin. I can feel myself outgrowing this life I've been living in, and I'm afraid, afraid of change. So, butterfly, please tell me again, I'm gonna be. Mama. Her name is Joyce Johnson Rouse, and she's joining us today from Virginia. Carrying the name Earth Mama, Joyce, has to make it so that when you walk down the street, you wouldn't risk littering because that would be tarnishing this name, this identity that you're carrying with you. I imagine that taking on the name means you had to clean up your act a lot to live up to those aspirations. Absolutely. You hit the nail right on the head, Mark. But I also remind people that nobody is living ecologically perfectly. I like to say we all have a bit of styrofoam in our closet somewhere, but the point is for us to encourage each other and help each other and try and find one new thing every week that we can do. In my office here in the little town in Appalachia where we live, my assistant and I are bemoaning the fact that somebody has cut down the honeysuckle bush out back of our building that we used as a compost pile for apple cores and orange peels and that sort of a thing, and someone's removed this. So now we've got to figure out another option (laughs) for what to do with things that formerly could dissolve peacefully into the earth, but their spot is gone now and that really leads us right into the next song mark
Thank you. 
Let It Rot. It's by Joyce Johnson Rouse, who is with us today. She's also known as Earth Mama, and that was from her recording Around the World. So tell us about Let It Rot. What's the inspiration? This song goes back almost 15 years now. I really like the different styles you've included in it. At one point, it sounds like you're in a piano lounge and you're singing one of those songs. And then the chorus, you're up on vaudeville dancing away there. So where did it come from? I guess from my early desires to be an eco-evangelist. It's my love song for compost. So I do this song, I started doing this song 15 years ago to encourage people to begin a compost pile. And when I would speak about this, people would look horrified and say, oh, that just sounds so difficult. I can't imagine doing that. And how do you get started? And what all does it involve? So I sat down and I wrote a musical recipe for how to build a compost pile. And that became the song, Let It Rot. We have great fun when I do this live with audiences. It involves the whole audience singing, often playing rhythm instruments, along with that lively chorus you spoke of. That whole project involves a number of songs that for me are kind of the next step in this because this batch of songs involves a little deeper visit into sustainability and global climate change and the idea that our culture lives not in a healthy, functional way on the planet. One of the songs is kind of a 12-step song with the idea of 12-step living one step at a time about living sustainably on the planet. It is called One Breath. I can do it one step, one breath, one day at a time. I don't know that I can do this
Mama, Joyce Johnson Rouse. You mentioned in the introduction to One Breath, Joyce, that it's kind of a 12-step process. And I'm wondering about your continuing development. You still Lutheran? You still go to Lutheran Church? Have you gone through 12-step as a spiritual processes along the way? Or what other directions have you gone? Ah, uh, yes. I'm so glad you brought us back to that topic. I still consider myself a Lutheran, but I also consider myself in a way, a Buddhist, a Hindu. I resonate with much of the progressive Muslim faith. Our family, the last dozen years or so, have been worshiping with Quakers as members of the Society of Friends, and that seems to be the place where our own spirituality is most comfortable these days. But I really feel at unity with with really all, uh, so many faiths and share a picture of spirit that is loving and inclusive and embraces so many of the faiths. While I was working on my master's degree in earth literacy, I had a theology professor who taught at a major Catholic university in Chicago. She gave me a picture that has stuck with me. She says there are many paths to the top of the mountain, but it's only when we reach the top of the mountain that we can look down and see that there are other paths. While we're climbing a path, you can't see the other paths, but knowing that from the top you can see them is encouragement to expand our idea of who and what God is and who our neighbor is and expand that beyond humanity to the ecosystems, to all living things. And everybody else. And everybody else. Thank you. And I think that's the next song that you selected for your Song of the Soul. It's going to be on your new CD, I know that, but it seems to me like this is one that in 2002 must have been born in you. This song began out of the bumper stickers that appeared about the time we were considering invading Iraq. I saw a lot of bumper stickers that said, God bless America, and implied, and nobody else. And 
I thought, you know, we need to add to that. God bless America and everybody else. So I wrote this song. It took me back to my childhood in Iowa, where I lived in a village not far from the village where Anton Dvorak wrote part of the New World Symphony, and that involves the Going Home musical thematic piece, which I included as kind of an instrumental bridge in the middle of this, because my understanding is that we're all going home, and home is the planet Earth. It's the only home we have, and we're all neighbors on this Earth. So it kind of comes full circle with that. And I hope that listeners will enjoy this and appreciate their own home as they listen. God bless America and everybody else. Protect us from our enemies and save us from ourselves. Remind us that compassion is a cornerstone of wealth. God bless America and everybody else. God bless Afghanistan, Darfur and Niger. Connect us by our beating hearts through our common air. Remind us that we have enough, but none for greed to spare. God bless all humankind, especially those who share. and everybody else. 
It's by Earth Mama. She's with us today. Joyce Johnson Rouse is her other name. Well, we've got just a little bit of time left, Joyce. Would you care to conclude your Song of the Soul with Standing on the Shoulders? Tell us about it. Gladly, Mark. This is a song that we know is used on six continents by groups and schools and associations and congregations. I wrote it as a tribute to my heroes, my suffragette heroes and my environmental heroes. And I'd like to go back to the suffragettes for just a minute. So many of them worked to achieve voting rights for women, some of them for 30, 40, 50 years, and some of them died before they ever got to vote. Uh, but they were doing this for um, for us and for future generations. And I think it's the same way with Rachel Carson and so many of my environmental heroes who were working on this with the understanding that it was not perhaps going to have results in their lifetimes. And that, I think, is a big part of my work. I don't know that we will see universal principles for recycling and sustainability and earth care and preservation of endangered species during my lifetime, but I hope that just the little bit that I'm doing with my Song of the Soul will encourage that for future generations. This song goes in um, sheet music and CDs. I have videos of children singing it that people have sent me back. We write a lot of licenses for it to be used for videos and PowerPoints to encourage people and remind them that we are standing on the shoulders of the ones who come before us. And a reminder that my shoulders will be here to hold the ones that follow me and continue this work on. This song I was honored to have used as the official theme song for the 75th anniversary of women's suffrage, and it premiered at all the official events in Washington, D.C., and I have been told that a copy of it is archived in the Smithsonian with all of the memorabilia from that event. So I feel very honored that it has been used as a piece of music because music is so powerful, a great way to reach into people's hearts and their souls and that all-important right side of the brain, which often gets ignored. So I hope that Standing on the Shoulders will inspire your audience to continue all of their good works. I am standing on the shoulders of the ones who came before me. I am stronger for their courage. I am wiser for their words. I am lifted by their longing for a fair and brighter future. I am grateful for their vision, for their toiling We are standing on the shoulders of the ones who came before us. They are saints and they are humans. They are angels, they are friends. We can see beyond the struggles and the troubles and 
When we know that by our efforts Things will be better in the end was standing on the shoulders and it's the last song that we have today for earth mama her song of the soul and earth mama is joyce johnson rouse her website is earthmama.org and it's not com it's org why did you choose org instead of com i think that most musicians choose to be commercial rather than organizations well i think that it's important to remind people about the organic. So I tell people earthmama.org for organic, of course. And I might mention, too, that mama is spelled M-A-M-A. It just seemed the right thing to do, and there were some circumstances. It was more available than the other ones. This earth care thing is very much of an organizational effort in many ways. So earthmama.org for organic. Well, there's been a whole bunch of wisdom that you've shared with us, wisdom about care for the earth, about peace, about our relationships to one another. Thank you for sharing your Song of the Soul. Can I have you back sometime again to do uh, Spirit in Action sharing with us as well? 
Mark, this has been my pleasure, and of course, I would love to do this again. I think your questions are very wonderful. They make me search deep and rethink about these songs that I haven't thought about in a while. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing to let people know about all of the songs of the soul and spirit in action out there. Thanks again, Joyce. Joyce Johnson-Rouse performs under the name Earth Mama, and she joined us today for Song of the Soul from her home in Virginia. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.